0: Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
1: You never know what your friends will do, let alone your foes. I get the sense you want to act on your rage against India. Perhaps
0: you should trust your instincts this time, Silas And I'm not offering you anything just for the record. Of course not. Why would you? Your disdain for India and their people is painfully obvious. <laughs> you think I care one way or another about them?
1: <laughs> I get it. You think it's because they worship Krishna, Shiva and Buddha? They were never any real threat to me. Anyone who promotes love is a threat to you. Fine. Pretend this whole sequestering of your dear friend
0: Clinton Capone is just a diplomatic hijacking. You know, the more powerful you become, the more foolish you behave. What do you care what happens to Capone? I don't care what happens to him. I don't care about any of the fools
1: you have on your high council. I don't care what happens to India either.
0: And I especially don't care what happens to you, Osiris. Then why come to me? Why bother with these stupid head games of yours? You know I will never yield and I will never take your advice on anything. I will never care what you say or do or anything.
1: I come to you because you want me to. Whether you will admit it to yourself or not, I have been at your side every step of the way. You may pray and believe God is protecting you. But perhaps you are willfully blind to the reality. It is me that has been your protector. And now that the world is at your feet, now that you are at the edge of world domination, you pretend I have no hand whatsoever in your ascension here.
0: You owe me, Asylus. I don't owe you anything, devil. I am at the edge of the world because you failed in keeping the balance here. You allowed those monsters to spoil the garden, ravage men, women, and children, defile humanity, and now the creator has come to right this abomination you've allowed under your watch. That's why I'm here. Indirectly because of you. You have fallen so far from grace. The fiery pits of your own hell isn't a woeful enough punishment for you. Be gone, devil, for soon you will face our master.
2: new kingdom radio theater
1: hi this is amara from the always podcast i want to make sure you know about another awesome show the mcgyver sg1 audio series
3: his eyes darted over to jack's weapon sam start taking all the gunpowder out of these bullets He stunned Jack by taking the gun from his hands, and with one swift motion, released the clip, discharging the bullets in the chamber before handing the empty gun back to the General. As he verified the bullets loaded, he could see the disappointing glare of his brother in the seat next to him. What? This again? I don't like guns, Jack. Yeah, me neither. I like getting shot a lot less.
1: Subscribe and review today on Apple iTunes and like the Facebook page to keep up on all the latest episodes. I've been catching up on past episodes, and you don't want to miss it.
3: Members of India's parliament, under the direction of the prime minister and president of the country, arrested Quentin Capone before the transfer of power to America could be completed. King Asylus attempted to negotiate with Capone's captors for his release, but they wanted safe passage out of the country with a vast amount of wealth to take with them. Asylus did not accept their demands and warned them if they did not hand over Lord Capone within 24 hours he would send in a team of night partners to track them down and kill them and their entire family. <laughs> the president and prime minister thought Asales was bluffing and let 24 hours last. At the 25th hour as streamed a live video to Capone's captors. <coughs> the President and Prime Minister's wives and children were being held captive in their own homes by the Spartans. I Silas told the man if Capone was not released within the hour, the Spartans would set their homes on fire. And burn their families alive. As the clock approached 59 minutes, Capone had still not been released. Asylus told the Spartans to wait 60 seconds before setting their houses ablaze. 20 seconds ticked and still no what from Capone. 45 seconds and nothing. Then, with just five seconds left, the phone rang. It was Lord Capone. The Spartans were told to stand down until Lord Capone was safely returned to the capital. Osiris ordered the Spartans to bring no further harm to the families. But when the Prime Minister and President returned to their residences to reunite with their families, the Spartans were waiting and assassinated them by using a Katara across their valleys, stirring their intestines on the steps of their Immaculate Hope.
4: of power in India is back on track. I have to say, they're a tough people and likely will try to organize a revolt at some point. But for the most part, the citizens have warmly embraced your majesty and many are eager to join in the fight against the Drax. I get the impression many in that country were already aware of the Drax's influence. Indeed, the Drax have been called many things throughout the centuries.
0: India's ancient past spoke of the Naga race, But since they can be shapeshifters, there's no telling how far of a reach these monsters have had.
4: What do you think will be their next move?
0: The elitists in India will try to make an alliance with the Drax, or their surrogates in the monster group.
4: Your Majesty, we are receiving reports from our naval ships approaching India's coast of some strange disturbances. Their navigation instruments are malfunctioning.
0: How many ships are affected?
4: All of the ships in Lakshadweep between Kochi and Mumbai, sir. It appears they have lost control of their ships and the nuclear warheads are being armed.
0: What? Command, initiate Code Cypress and patch me through to Lord Jeremy Oreb. Oreb, we have a soup sandwich in the Lakshadweep. 21 ships gone for Ghazi. I'm sending Gabriel to you now. Ready two night Spartans with their fitted trishals. If the ships have been commandeered by enemies, your orders are to sink them before they launch any missiles. What is code Cyprus? I'm not familiar with that order. We regroup our military brass in Yemen and only keep our expendables in India.
4: Serve as I expendable?
0: Are you gonna get sentimental on me right now, Quinton? In case you weren't aware, we're on the fringe of control in the entire world. Look, I wasn't gonna let them get you. I was ready to torch whole families alive to get you back.
2: Sir, the night spawns are ready to dispatch. Where's
0: Gabriel? Wow, that was
4: fast. He was signaled. I will signal him again. Your Majesty, I know the moment is tense. Take a deep breath. We can handle this. We always do. Your Majesty, Gabriel and the Night Spartans have been dispatched. They are now on the American aircraft carrier, GR Ford. Well, that ship is a relic.
0: Yeah, but she's a beauty. Command, can you patch me through to the Night Spartan on the GR Ford?
5: Your Majesty, this is Spartan Lawson. The Trishul has been initiated here, but whatever is controlling the ship is bypassing the frequencies.
0: I suppose the crew is affected Spartan Lawson?
5: Negative, my King. Lord Oreb calibrated this Trishul to not lift the fog.
0: Can you change the setting in order to lift the fog and see if that blocks whatever is controlling the ship?
5: Yes, but you know the crew will be affected, sir.
0: If you regain control of the ship, we'll deal with the crew later. Initiate it now.
4: Sir, won't this create chaos? We may gain control of the ship, but if the crew is out of whack...
0: We'll worry about that later, I said.
4: means they're more concerned with singing and dancing than they are steering the ship.
0: <laughs> Spartan Lazen, and I'm ordering Lord Ora to transport some commos to take control of the ships, each with two Spartans to help keep
4: order. Sir, the crew doesn't become dangerous for another 24 to 48 hours.
0: I know, but I'm not taking any chances. Plus, once they do, it may turn into chaos. The commals will render all nukes dysfunctional, and all computerized weapons will only be accessible with a sequence of codes. So no hijackers will be able to use our own weapons
4: against us.
3: The drama with the ships off India's coast made Asylus paranoid about all computerized weapons. Access to launch codes were restricted unlike anything before. Gradually, Asylus was able to regain control of the ships and the disaster at sea was avoided. Shortly after, India finally came under American control. Osiris set his sights on Australia, the last of the standalone countries outside of Europe, Africa, and Asia. Australia's Prime Minister had paid very close attention to the actions India took in their initial resistance to King Osiris. The Aussies clearly had a trick up their sleeves, and Osiris was very cautious in proceeding with the invasion. The island continent was surrounded by naval forces from around the world, all under the command of King Silas. Australia seemed penned and isolated, but showed no signs of surrender or of initiating attack. Osiris did not give a harsh warning, but instead sent Lord Anna Patricia Shelley, to meet with the Australian Prime Minister to negotiate terms for a peaceful surrender. The Prime Minister expressed little interest in such a negotiation, and when Shelley arrived, she was captured by Drax warriors and taken to a secret base just west of Brisbane, in the province of Queensland. The Drax live-streamed a video of from their secret location, showing Lord Shelley in chains and suffering grotesque torture at the hands of Lord Joshua Jackson, who appeared to be in the trance. Silas and Nora watched in horror as Jackson, with bleeding red eyes, took a knife and amputated three of Shelley's fingers one by one. (laughs) Hearing her screams of agony, Asylus responded. You may cut her
5: flesh, you vicious monsters, but you will never touch her soul.
3: The Drax commander replied. She doesn't even
5: believe in a soul, you fool. She has no love or faith in God. Her flesh is all she knows and all she loves, so this is her hell watch us feast as she screams for mercy (laughs) you still have seven fingers left no need to pout I have to admit your screams are delicious I see why Asylas loves you so much
1: you're wasting your time torturing me America is going to crush you. And the Silas is going to shred you alive.
5: Aha, you see? He does love you. How long before he sends his pathetic Spartans to save you? For all you know, they're already here. You are feisty, Lord Shelley. You know, I'm getting hungry again. I think I'll have three more of your fingers. Let's video it and send it to your stupid king. If he's already here, maybe we can have a face-to-face meeting a little quicker than expected.
2: Sir, another video has come in from the Drax base in Australia. It shows the amputation of Lord Shelley's... Don't say any more, Lord Oreb. I'm sick to my stomach about what is happening to Lord Shelley. We'll get her back, sir. We should discuss our options at the High Council meeting, which we are now running late for. We'll show them the video because I want everyone to see what those monsters do to a member of our High Council. Lord Shelley is resilient, sir. She won't be easy to break. They can try but I know she can handle whatever they throw her way. We need to make a
0: move sooner rather than later, Jeremy. Her life depends on it.
4: Sir, the Australian forces
1: are no match for ours. We should just go in, guns blazing, and take them out. And if we can save Lord Shelley in the process, then we will. Lord Shelley is one of us. How would you feel if we decided not to save you if you were captured? If there's a chance to rescue Lord Shelley, then we should try. She helped us to get here to this point. We'll need her the rest of the way.
2: I agree. Lord Shelley is immensely important in our campaign. But we shouldn't decide our actions based on emotions. Even she would advise against that.
5: Well, from the financial standpoint, Australia's resources are vastly overrated. I don't see why we don't just use the Trishul to take them out, like we did with so many other countries. Why do we need a full invasion anyway?
0: The Drax are there, Lord Banks. It's likely they want us to bring the trishel and the Spartans. This whole thing could be a giant trap. If we're going to save Lord Shelley, it will have to be a covert operation.
2: Extraction is too risky, Your Majesty.
4: I agree with Oreb and Richards. It wouldn't take us long to conquer them. Perhaps we should just nuke them and get it over with.
0: If we nuke them, then there's no chance Lord Shelley will be rescued. And we'll be murdering millions of people unnecessarily.
1: Your Majesty, isn't there a way for Gabriel to teleport to Lord Shelley and bring her back? Surely there's a way to find her location. I mean, we all have a chip transponder
2: inside all of us. Lord Roberts, we already know where Lord Shelley is. We have the coordinates. That is not the issue. If we send Gabriel, the Drax will be waiting for him, and they have already captured him before. We can't risk losing Gabriel. He's just too valuable.
1: Sir, why can't we have access to Gabriel's teleportation device? Surely we can develop one of our own.
0: Perhaps we can just copy it. We tried that already too, Lord Roberts. There are some things we just do not have the capability to do. And what's worse, if the Drax ever get a hold of that chip transponder you alluded to, they could reverse engineer it and find any and all of us. You understand? We can't wait any longer. We have to decide now. This council must render a decision on a course of action, and I will decide to execute it or not. The stakes are too high. And every moment that passes, we risk the Drax finding her transponder.
5: I guess the rescue party isn't coming for you after all, Lord Shelley. Looks like we'll get to play a little longer, which is fine by me. I like the way you scream.
1: Ugh, your kind is an abomination.
5: And yours isn't? I am treating you far better than you treat your farm animals, Lord Shelley. The way humans treat each other, the environment, the oceans, you are the abomination. At least the world we come from was destroyed by natural forces. We didn't pollute ourselves to death like humans love to do. You live in filth. You behave like rats. You're judgmental of each other. You murder, steal, lie, cheat, and destroy each other without a conscience. And yet, you look at us and call us monsters.
1: And I suppose you want a special ribbon or trophy for all the
5: great work you do. (laughs) No, hearing your screams is reward enough. Now, now, Lord Shelley, I can make your pain stop if you just tell me all the things I need to know. The only thing you
1: need to know is where to find the shower and a toothbrush, you smelly, disgusting, hideous gargoyle.
5: Oh, insulting me will only make me enjoy this more. But rest assured, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> I
1: cast you out, unclean
5: spirit. Shut up your ass! In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is He who commands you. He who flung you from the heights of heaven to the depths of hell! Be gone! us, from this creature of God! Be gone! In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the
1: Holy Spirit!
0: You've been listening to the Rise of King Asylus, episode 25 Captured. Starring J.V. Torres as King of Silas and Beals. Stephen Fisher as Lord Jeremy Oren. Shane Maester as Lord Anna Patricia Shelley. Madeline Goshern as Lord Vanessa Banks. John Doby as Lord Quentin Capone. Austin Beach as Russell. Victor Mapp as Lord Andrew Richards. Elena Middleton as Lord Mary Ruth. Dana Condisco as Spartan Lawson. Anjali Fitch as Lord Tracy Roberts. Megan White as Command Operator. And narrated by Sergey Breshnikov. This episode features the song On We Sail by Forming the Void. Download the music of Forming the Void on Bandcamp.com and iTunes today. Other contributions by Raphael Crux, Kevin McLeod, Lee Rosevere, SBJ, Bover, Free to Use Sound, Freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasylus.com. And now, a word from our podcast friends. (laughs)
3: 727 is a conspiracy comedy podcast. We look into the craziest conspiracies and theories and all the fake news to try to make you laugh. Every episode, we look into two worldwide conspiracies from a comical perspective, as well as the episodes where we make up our own conspiracies from a comical perspective. Tune in on your favorite podcast player today. And when I say favorite podcast player, I mean all of them. CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and I guess iTunes if you want to call it, right? iTunes, it's still iTunes. Thanks for listening, and now back to your regular scheduled programming.
0: This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2019. And stay tuned for episode 26.
4: Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Mutual, happy birthday to you, and many more. <laughs> this was not only a birthday greeting for the Mutual Audio Network which, as you may know, has been bringing you the finest in audio drama for just a little more than one year, it was also a way of letting you know how long 20 seconds are. Why should you know it? Because the CDC recommends during this COVID-19 situation that you and me and everybody wash our hands with soap and water as often as possible for at least 20 seconds. So get all of your fingers, get the palms, get the backs of your hands and a little bit up your wrists and make sure you change out your towels more frequently as well. If it helps to sing Happy Birthday or some other song, as you do so, why not? This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.